CarPro USA is on with straight talk and honest answers about everything automotive from the CarPro Jerry Reynolds. Jerry was in the car business for over 35 years, and he won USA Today's Dealer of the Year Award twice. Kevin McCarthy is his sidekick, a radio Hall of Famer who drives like he's on the radio. You can hear him, but you can't see him. Here they are now on CarPro USA. Well, hey there. How are you today? This is Jerry Reynolds. I'm your car pro. I'm the guy that's going to help you make a good, smart car buying decision if you call me at 800-926-7777. All the lines are full right now. But program that number into your phone, 800-926-7777. And as soon as you hear somebody hang up, then you hit that button real fast. We take calls uh, today until 2 p.m. Central Time. And that confuses some people because a lot of the markets that we air in, we go off the air at 1 o'clock Central Time. But we're still here for another hour. If you're uh, if the station that carries our station where you are, if they don't get that third hour, you can still call in. So that makes it easy. Plus, this afternoon, about 2.30 Central Time, if you want to pick up our podcast, all three hours, it's at carprousa.com, our website under radio. We'd love to have you join us. Our podcast audience has grown, oh my goodness, unbelievably over the past couple of years. We've added a lot of different places that you can get the podcast, but you can still get it at our website too. Kevin McCarthy, my trusty sidekick, made it in this morning, and depending on where you are, we had an unusual occurrence the last couple of days. We've had ice <clears throat> ice and snow in Dallas, and that doesn't happen very often and pretty much shuts things down. Yeah, and, you know, I used to live in, in Michigan, and people from the cold-weather states will say, oh, you Texans, an inch of snow, anybody can drive in that. Well, true. I agree with that. But the inch of snow usually is on top of a, about a half inch of ice, and nobody can drive on ice we had we had a horrendous storm last february that i mean 700 and something people in texas died because there were there was no power so i think you didn't all have of any power you were out for a week uh, yeah right? there's there's a article <laughs> at, at our website that i wrote about how i was saved by a dodge and a halo halo is a little power uh thing that I had bought, actually it was a gift, uh, and I've had it five years, I've never had it out of the box, until the lights went out, and stayed out, and stayed out, and stayed out, uh, so it was, I mean, it was a mess, we were we were below zero uh, for many of those days, this one wasn't nearly as bad, and I hope wherever you live, the weather's really good. So, I just remembered that I didn't... I mean, I bought a halo because you recommended it as a Christmas gift. Yes. And it's under a hundred bucks. Yeah. And yours was in the box for five years. Five years and, and never been charged. Never been charged? No. Because I had totally forgotten about my halo, <laughs> about getting it ready just in case for the storm. But you mean I wouldn't have had to get it ready? Yeah. If it, if it was ever charged all the way, it would have held that charge easily. Mine was actually even in the garage. 
So it, it was, was cold. in the cold. It was in the heat. It was in everything. And if you're curious about what we're talking about, at our website, carprousa.com, at the top right, there's a search box. Just put Halo in there, and it'll pull the story up about my five days with no power. And I <laughs> I let a – what did I have? I had a Dodge – SUV. It was one of the hot ones with the, with the Hemi, not the Hemi, but the uh, Hellcat engine under the hood. And I promise you, I had something charging in that thing the entire time. It idled in my driveway. I idled out in five days, over a half a tank of gas. You. That's all. With that Hellcat engine. Well, it's idling. I mean, I didn't drive it because I couldn't. I wouldn't guess that it would last that long, idling. Big tank. <laughs> big engine. No, it is a big engine. How about we go to the phones and talk to Brad? Brad in Toleka Lake, California. How you doing, pal? Hey, good morning. Great to talk to you guys. You too, buddy. I always uh, try to find a good excuse to call you, and I think I have one. Um, <laughs> yesterday... Yesterday, my wife won a Jeep on the Price is Right. You are kidding. Uh, That's amazing. This is the crazy story. She went 14 years ago and won the grand prize again 14 years ago with some boats and motorcycles. (laughs) What kind of Jeep is it? She got a a little Renegade Sport. Okay. $5,000 sticker on it. And um, my question is, Given the used car market, it's technically going to be a used car because I think I have to register it. Right. Uh, best way to move it would be, I was thinking about flipping it for maybe a Gladiator at a dealership, or do I just sell it outright to maximize my money with a, a used car like that? You know, with the market today and how short vehicles are and such a great story, uh, I'd try to yeah. sell it yourself at uh, com and see what happens. And yeah. you know, I I think you could you could probably get sticker for it. That's what I was thinking because the spread between sticker and the uh, additional few thousand bucks they're charging, even if I got twenty three, twenty four. Oh yeah, I'm still doing get a great deal. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and when you find that person that's looking, uh, yeah. they'll jump they'll jump all over it because they you know if people shop today. I told the story last hour, but I had a Toyota dealer in Dallas that sold sold 203 new Toyotas last month, and some days he had one in inventory. And and that one probably wasn't a real desirable one, or it wouldn't have been there at all. But people are getting out, and they're finding out that finding inventory right now is a problem, and you give them an alternative to that, and you're going to do real well. I'm just blown away with this story. I'm Actually, you, on our show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. I wish I'd have watched it. Yeah. I wish I'd have watched it yesterday because I was home because I couldn't get out for most of the day. Yeah. And I like The Price is Right. Oh, I've watched it for years. Yeah, and I Drew Carey's done a great job. Yeah, when, when I mean, Barker. He's no Bob Barker. No. And the lovely Diane and Holly. All, yeah. Uh, Brad, at our website, there's a... Um, there's a link at the very top that says sell a car. You might put the information in there and see if they would 
if they would pay sticker for it, and I think that's a possibility. Um, but that would be the easy way to do it because they would just bring you a check and pick it up rather than, you know, you having to have people come to your house and things like that. Give that a try. But if that doesn't work, then go to uh, cars.com or autotrader.com or maybe both. Just do both. I think you'll be in good shape. When it comes to pre-owned vehicles, there's a line between used and used up. Let CarPro USA help you. 1-800-926-7777. This is CarPro USA. In the newsletter this week, one of the popular features was Jerry's look at the 2022 National Auto Sales Results from the automakers who actually report every month. For January. For January. And the incentive spending for this January compared to last January. Yeah. And what did you find that interested you about the incentive spending? Well, we wonder why new car prices are up the way they are. Um, BMW was down... This is January 21 versus January 22. They went down 50% in what they were spending per car. Uh, Mercedes, 61% down. Ford, 52. General Motors, 66. Honda spent 43% less. Hyundai, 59% less. Uh, Nissan, 60% less. Uh, Toyota, 59% less. And the list just goes on and on. Oh, 50% or higher for the most part. Yeah, pretty much. And dollar-wise, BMW spent the most at $2,600 a car. And then going down the line, Subaru, no surprise, spent the least at $881 per car. Now, this this counts rebates, the cost of 0% financing, any lease incentives. That's the average for, for Subaru, 881 dollars a car when there's no cars you don't need big incentives no that's the bottom line <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> subscribe to the newsletter today at the bottom of the front page of carprousa.com we'll get you yesterday's in your inbox along with my award-winning uh video that just beat the dog out of kevin's and we had a review of the new mazda mx30 their first electric vehicle very first um i wouldn't say it was for some people, it'd be fine. For most, mm-hmm. no, probably not. David and Tyler, let's go back and see if he's there. David, are you still with us? David's just apparently not there. And I, sorry, pal. I wish I wish I could help you. His question was about the three point five Ford engine. That's the EcoBoost. I wonder if he's got his phone on mute. That's a possibility. Whatever. It's a great engine. Has okay, been. How about now? Yes, sir. Gotcha. Hey. <laughs> Where you been? I've been looking all over I've, for I've you. I've been listening to you. I've been listening to you. <laughs> well, I was just starting to talk. You're talking about the 3.5 EcoBoost, right? Uh, yes, sir. I drove the first one. It was actually in a Lincoln product in 2010. So that engine started being going into trucks in 2011 but no matter what the engine has been phenomenal i love the performance of it the acceleration is amazing it'll pin you to the seat uh 
amazing towing power. If you get the right rear axle ratio, doggone thing will tow nearly 12,800 pounds. But reliability-wise, there was a glitch at first, David, and it, it wouldn't have been anything that would have affected you or me, but in states that got a lot of rain, there was a problem with them initially back 10 years ago. They got that fixed really fast, and since that time, it's been a great engine. Oh, that's great good to hear. Uh, it's got uh, 124,000 miles on it. Uh, what issues would you be looking at with a truck uh, about then? It's, it averages out to about 17,000 a year. Yeah, which is, which is you know, barely above average. Uh, I don't know of any inherent problems with it, and I see a ton of these things that make it to 250,000 miles without any problems whatsoever. And I've seen them go further. But I'd say the average, <clears throat> the average for somebody who does good maintenance, I'd say the average is around 250. Okay. Well, I drive a 2002 F-150, and it's got 351,000 miles on it. So I thought it would be time to, to step up to a little bit newer one. But, uh, you know, looking for used because that's generally what I can afford. So yeah. I was just checking out that, that particular it, model. And if you don't have to do anything right now, um, you know, I think wait if you're buying used because used trucks and used SUVs, when I watch the auctions on Wednesday, they bring so much money. And then who the, the dealers that are buying them are then going to mark them up and sell them for even more money. So if you can make your old truck last – uh, till this summer, things may be better by then. I, at least that's my hope. That help you? They're asking like uh, about twenty thousand for this one, so I didn't know if that was a good price or. Uh, for today's or market, if it's price. if it's clean and has a clean auto check report, yes, that's a good price right now. It'll it'll probably be three thousand less than that in the summer. If you want to know the pros and cons of a hybrid versus an electric, CarPro USA can give them to you. Call 1 800 926 7777. Next up is Robert calling from Katy, Texas, in the Houston area. Robert, what can I help you with? Well, my wife and I are looking at replacing our 2010 Highlander, and we've we've kind of narrowed it down to the Ford Explorer and the Highlander again, looking at the upper packages like the Platinum packages. One of the key things we're interested in in this phase of our life is quietness of ride. Is there anything that they do at the Ford Explorer that helps it to be quieter than any of the other vehicles, or are they going to be about the same? No, the Ford... I've given them credit for this for a lot of years. Ford does a really good job with interior quietness, and I'm I'm an interior quietness freak. Uh, I hate a car that's loud inside. I hate a car that's got any kind of wind noise or road noise or tire noise or any of that. The Ford will do a better job on quietness than the Highlander. Toyota has, and they're getting better, and I noticed it when I had the new Tundra. A few weeks ago, it was quieter inside than okay. it used to be. They're doing better, but they're not, not up to Ford level. Now, how long do you typically keep a vehicle? 
<laughs> we, uh, my wife's laughing over here. So uh, we have a 2010, so that's 12 years on our Highlander. I've got a 2003 Tundra. We keep them a while. And how many miles does the current Highlander have on it? 163. Okay. You know, the Highlander, in my opinion, the Highlander will make it to 300,000. You, you'll get sick of it before you'll wear it out. Um, but, yeah, yeah, uh, with, kind of, yeah. With the miles you're driving, I think the Explorer is a more enjoyable vehicle to drive. And the quietness is, is part of it. But And I wouldn't have said this two years ago. Uh, I would have said, hey, get the Highlander, no matter what. But when Ford changed the platform back to a truck-based platform and rear-wheel drive, that thing... I got to tell you guys, it drives like a dream. And and truck-based so truck SUVs tend to, to, to last longer. So on that, on that, you mentioned that rear-wheel drive. I've been interested in the all-wheel drive, and the Ford has the, what they call the intelligent all, uh, yeah. four-wheel, I think. Yeah. Um, you're, you're versus just a straight rear-wheel here in Houston. Um, It'll drive better, and on about? those rare days... Uh, like this week, when you need it, it's nice to have. Talk to Jorge at Tomball Ford. Living with a bad car is like living with a dead squirrel in the wall. Call CarPro USA and get the right car for you. 1 800 926 This is CarPro USA, and we are glad you're with us. And if you've listened to the show for any, any length of time, you'll know that one of the things that gets to Jerry and me, and I'm sure you too, the misleading advertising. Oh, yeah. the, only one at this price in small print, or some conditions apply, or blah, 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 blah. Jerry, it did my heart good to read the story that you had in this week's newsletter about the Federal Trade Commission banning an auto marketing company. Yeah, boy, they were bad, too. Problem is, they'll just open a new business under a different name and start all over again. This so is, that's just like the people that sell the warranties? Yes, exactly. 100,000-mile Hondas? I mean, it, there was one warranty company in Dallas that I know for a fact closed. They'd... They'd go to the market that advertised very heavy, that sell a lot of warranties, kind of like there's one out there right now that <clears throat> advertises a lot when their ads are enticing, but check their Better Business Bureau records, because I have. But this company in Dallas collected all these premiums, and when the claims started rolling in, because there's a there's a grace period there, mm-hmm. it's all come it's all money in for a little while, and then the money starts going out, and they'd bankrupt that company and turn around, and and open a new one. And I know it happened six times. And guess what? It was two ladies. Interesting. I think they were sisters. I'm not hundred percent sure on that. Bad but, sisters. <clears throat> let's talk to Steve in Houston. Steve, welcome. Well, welcome. It's a beautiful day in Houston today. Well, y'all got did did the did the ice or snow actually get as far as Houston? No. Okay. No. It was yesterday morning. Was uh, everything was clear? There's no ice. No. Great, great. 
I've got a 14 Dodge Ram with 170. I'm looking at going dropping down to midsize, and I really kind of like this new Frontier, what they've done to it. Um, how does that compare with the other midsize trucks? Well, I think the new Frontier is a much improved product, and I have driven one. Actually, I had one for a just a short period of time, maybe two days. It wasn't enough to write a review. I just didn't have it long enough. But I was impressed, and I've not been a fan in the past. I just haven't been a fan. Uh, <clears throat> one thing, the resale value on them has been horrible. Uh, the other thing, the reliability record wasn't great. Um, without a shadow of a doubt, the Tacoma is the longest-lasting mid-sized truck you can buy. I don't think anybody would dispute that. But it's not as comfortable as the Frontier or the Ford Ranger, which has done very well, by the way. Um, so I think if you want the Frontier, I can't speak to long-term reliability because it's too new. I would assume that Nissan took the steps to make it a better truck than it used to be. But if you want the longest lasting truck, I'd go with the Tacoma. And if you, you know, if you're not going to try to put 400,000 miles on it, then I'd look at the frontier and compare that to the Ranger. I think, I think they'll be comparable, but I think the frontier will probably be less money. It it is. Yes. (laughs) It is less money. Does that help you? Yeah, I, I guess it does. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just have kind of looked at them and fallen in love with that one. But I again want to get something that's going to last. That's uh, so I may just go back and look at that Tacoma a little bit harder. Yeah, the, the, if people have complaints on the Tacoma, it's the ride. They don't ride as well as most of the other trucks out there, but. For durability, they're impossible to beat. But don't don't let me talk you out of that frontier. Um, you know, it may turn out to be as good a truck as the Tacoma, but I can't know that right now. It's brand new. Well, I had the uh, the half ton, uh, uh, not the Tacoma Tundra. That uh, that was a very rough riding truck. Yeah, and that's been that's been the wrap on the. The Tacoma as well, but but look, if you like that Tacoma, I think I think Nissan knew they had to build a better truck, and I would bet it's going to be okay. Um, <clears throat> I can't give you that assurance though. I can't tell you like I can tell you with the Toyota. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a great truck, and it's gonna go a long long way. I, I just don't have that. We don't have the history yet. But yeah. if you uh, you know, again, I'd I'd. I'd look at both, and I, in fact, I'd look at all three. I've got uh, I've got a great Nissan dealer, and uh, Fred ha- Fred has Nissan. They're great. They've been with right. me a good long while. Uh, I've got uh, got a great Toyota dealer. Nate Murphy is taking amazing care of our listeners, um, and then I've got Jorge at Tomball Ford. And so take take a little time. I I would say right now. The cheapest way to get out is with the Nissan. And with that, my friend, we got to run, but I do appreciate the phone call. Kyle in Tomball, speaking of, what can I do for you, sir? 
Yes, sir. My wife and I own a 2008 Tahoe with 81,000 miles on it, and she is wanting something a little smaller, and I think we've got it narrowed down to a Telluride or a Jeep Grand Cherokee, and I was wanting to get your thoughts on that. Well, it's two great choices. This new Jeep Grand Cherokee is simply amazing, and I've been in love with the Telluride and the Palisade from Hyundai since they first came out. And I will tell you, uh, availability of Telluride is still very difficult, uh, which is – and it, you know what? That's, that's, that may be the only exception, but it's not the chip shortage with the Telluride. It's just demand. Everybody wants one. And, and so for that reason, I kind of think I'd lean to the Grand Cherokee because there are some of those out there. And it's going to be fewer dollars, most likely, because there's zero incentives on the Telluride, and and most dealers are getting over MSRP for them. But I, <clears throat> I know for a fact I can get you a Jeep Grand Cherokee at MSRP or less at South Fork Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, and I tell you, it's it's an outstanding SUV, outstanding. I I, I was shocked when I drove it. As as far as ride, did you, which one did you? I uh, think was better as far as ride. I think the Jeep was, and that sounds wow. that sounds strange, but that's one thing about Jeep when they redid this thing, they changed the suspension system, and it really, really improved. And I, the one I had was four wheel drive, and it rode and drove like a dream, and quiet inside. Uh, you could tell, you could tell this was a well built SUV, even when you shut the door, or shut the hood. It was solid. And not that the Telluride's not. It's just a different... You're talking about a car-based versus a truck-based SUV. And they're going to have different characteristics. And the, the Jeep is going to be... Um, it's going to be tougher in the long road, um, on the long road than the Telluride is. I got great dealers for both of them, Kyle. And I wish you the best. You can't go wrong either way. That's the good news. New car, used, certified, pre-owned? Find out which of those is right for you. Call CarPro USA at 1-800-926-7777. This is CarPro USA. Kevin McCarthy, Jerry Reynolds, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you being here. The new cars, electric cars, in the fourth quarter, electric vehicle sales were actually up. Sure. But how much volume are we really talking about? Oh, I don't think I know the answer to that. <clears throat> um, well, I'm not asking for a number, just, you know. It, it was, it, I mean, it seems to be substantial. Uh, you know, Tesla leads the bandwagon on that and they have not had the chip problems that you know the rest of them have so we'll see i mean it it's 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 coming electrics are coming if you look at the pure raw numbers of what all the automakers say they're going to build uh there's going to be a bunch of them and i think they will probably i think what they can produce and get out to the market is more than the market so there could be 
a real glut of these. And look, I like electric cars. I love the way they perform. I've enjoyed every one I've ever driven. But <clears throat> we're not all ready for that. It's just like the new Mazda that we reviewed this week in the newsletter. It's got 100 miles of range. 100 miles. So <laughs> I mean, that would work for me. Yeah. And, and there are people that will work for it. And it was a enjoyable SUV. But, you know, if it's your only car or if it's your main car, when you want to go on vacation, you're going to be planning your trips all around chargers and not enjoying your, not well, enjoying yourself. Even doing business, leaving where I live in, in north, north of Dallas to go over to see a client in Fort Worth and back. Uh, it could be dicey. Yep. Vic and Conroe, welcome. How can I help you? Oh, I just wonder if you could help me with had a little bit of trouble with the dealership. Uh, I bought a 5500 uh, cabin chassis yeah. up in Oklahoma, McAllister. And then <clears throat> after I put a bed on it and I was testing it out, I noticed a little vibration in it, you know, as it shifted. It would be smooth, and then it <clears throat> vibrates, and yeah. shifts, and smooth, and vibrates. So anyhow, I took uh, took it into Demont. I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you dealership, but anyhow, uh, took it in there, and they had them look at it, and they said, "Bring us a scale ticket, how much you haul on it." And then I did that, and then didn't hear from them for a couple of weeks, and then uh, finally went to pick up the truck, and they said they'll contact me. And then uh, the, maybe a month later, I heard nothing from them. So I finally go to um, the other dealerships, and they won't even talk to me about it, you know, like like something's voodoo on it, you know. So I finally <clears throat> meet one in uh, Oklahoma that there's a reason why nobody's talking to you and nobody's helping you because the uh, factory rep for DeMontron flagged it and said that this truck was being overused. And you're like, wow, what does that mean? You know, overused. And, uh, and then, the, and then, so in other words, now the, the warranty was voided on the 36,000 three years. And then the five years, they said they're voiding the drivetrain transmission, trip motor, rear end yep. warranty on it. Powertrain. <clears throat> Powertrain. <clears throat> Have you talked to anybody at Stellantis? Uh, what? No, I never thought about it. Yeah, that's the parent company of that makes Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, um, and and honestly, I find him to be the most agreeable in the business as far as helping a, a, a customer. If you'll go to ramtrucks.com, at the bottom of the page, okay. you'll see contact us. Open a file on that, and somebody will get in touch with you. They're real good about that. And and state your case and just tell them you think it's you think that it's unwarranted. It shouldn't have happened. They didn't have the right to do that. And lastly, if you need to, just say I'm going to get an attorney. That'll get their attention, and hopefully they'll they'll pull that red flag off and put your warranty back in place. I wish you the best, Vic. Car, truck, SUV, crossover. Hmm. Call CarPro USA and avoid getting the wrong one. 1-800-926-7777. So, Jerry, ready for a great story from one of our listeners? Sure, always. 
Well, our longtime car pro at Elk Grove Subaru in Elk Grove, California, General yes. Manager Dave Lang made yes. two of our listeners a very happy couple last week. He had one of his top people take them through test drives on three models to make sure they made the right decision and then help them to decide on the best trim level for their needs, which saved them $3,000 over the trim level they thought they would wow. end up getting. Everything was transparent, low-key, new cross-tracks going to be coming in a few weeks. They said it was the first time they've ever paid full MSRP for a car, but in this market, they realized what a deal it was. The dealership, they said, was packed with people standing in line to pay over sticker, but thanks to CarPro, they didn't have to do anything but pick the Subaru they wanted. The drive home an hour away was without any stress or anxiety felt through the entire process. They said it was a real blessing for them. And another five-star rating for Dave Lang at Elk Grove Subaru. He's a really good guy. You uh, talk about the, you know, getting to the front of the line. Yeah. You know. Well, if you, if you think, if you question, you know, what we do works or not, there is a great example with the showroom full of people willing to pay over sticker, which is what Subarus are bringing right now. Their their vehicles are among the worst hit by the chip shortage. And the dealers just, I mean, they could sell 40 times what they've got, you know, and, and, and coming in. But you got people standing there wanting to pay over sticker, but because these people went through our website and sent Dave a VIP certificate, they got one at MSRP. And so my promise to everybody is always our dealers will save you money, even if MSRP is saving you money. And it is right now. Don't buy a second car because you bought the wrong first car. Call CarPro USA at 1-800-926-7777.